are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, your Tampa Bay Rays sweep the Baltimore Orioles and wrap up the season series against them. 18 and one, 18 and one against the lowly Orioles. Although they put a little bit more of a fight up this time around over the three game series on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. But the Rays are now 82 and 48 on the year. Best record in the American League by a pretty wide margin. They've gained some ground on the Yankees. Red Sox, the Blue Jays, and are sitting pretty pretty. Uh, Ulysses, it is a Monday, which means it's time for our takeaways, observations, and what we learned from the baseball weekend. What do you got? It's difficult. It's difficult to cover a, a team that is so good because there are so many things that you could highlight on yes. Monday's takeaways. Uh, I want to say Joey Wendell. I want to say Wander Franco. I want to say, hey, how about that Michael Waka uh, only along one run in four and a third uh, mm-hmm. or Chris Archer coming back. There are so many things that you could highlight, but I'm going to highlight a guy that has had a roller coaster of a season. Brandon Lau. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he was so cold during April and May that we started saying lower in the lineup. Do not play him against lefties. Um, and, and and do not hit him lead off for for Christ's sake. Um, yeah. it, it was it was a lot. But I looked back on our archives, Kevin. I looked back on on the pod, and I think it was July fifth on a Cleveland Indians game. We 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 uh, talked about the walk off, and I said, look, it's only seven days for Brendan Lau but it might be time to buy some Brandon Lau stock. And ever since then, Kevin, my goodness, has he turned it on? He never had an OPS of 700. The dude has had an OPS of 879, 1032, and 917 in the, in the last three months, June, July, and August. I mean, August, I know there's one more game, people, but come on, it's August 30th. It's okay. Uh, for all intents and purposes, that's three months of work that he has just completely changed his season. You look at the K rate, it's a little bit high in fan graphs. It's around uh, 28%. The walk rate has increased just a tad and obviously not enough to cover the spread. But I think we can all be okay with a guy that is hitting 30 jacks and has an F4 of 3.6. If everything comes out okay, he might be a 4.3, 4.4 type player in this yeah. season which would be his highest ever, obviously. So I just have to commend his, his, his work. He kept, he kept it up. He, I mean, it, it must have been so difficult for him at April and May and, and to keep going and show everybody up and, and, and say, no, I, I am really good. I, I, I can be um, an MVP type player it has been tremendous to watch. 
Do you think, are you confident that he can keep it up for this final month of the season and into and hopefully deep through the playoffs? God, I hope so. But yeah. I feel like he has been scorching the baseball for so long that the Can't be streaky streak exactly could happen. Uh, if it happens, please let it happen in September. Please, please, please. We need him in October. So if, if he starts to come down, that's okay. Honestly, what we could see is September and October, just a diminished type of, of production, you know, right. j- just kind of what he was, early June when you were like, Oh, okay. I see signs of improvement, but he's still not Brandon Lau. If that's what he can do in September and October, fine. I'll take it. Cause there are a lot of, 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 of people in that lineup that has, that have gotten hot. I mean, everybody in August seems to be completely uh, on, on fire right now. I mean, Kevin Kiermaier, Francisco Mejia, Mike Zunino, Randy Rosarena, uh, mm-hmm. everybody is just clicking right now. So if Brendan Lau just goes a little bit down on that cold streak, I think it'll be okay. But if he doesn't, my goodness, this lineup is, we've said this so many times, Kevin, this is the best lineup the race have ever had. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason why Brandon Lau and others, it's sort of the deal with rising tides lift all boats. Randy Rosarina gets hot. Austin Meadows gets hot. Mike Zanino gets hot. Francisco Mejia gets hot. Nelson Cruz gets hot. Wander Franco gets and stays hot. I just think it's it's almost gotten to a point where opposing teams, certainly Baltimore of all teams, you, you say you can only circle one player, but now you've got five or six guys to circle. And I like how the Rays have sort of, in a way, moved Brandon Lau around in the lineup where they finally acknowledge, okay, against most lefties, let's move him down in the order or give him a day off instead of batting him lead off or second or fourth yes. or whatever it may be. So I think that's a big sign. And he's almost, I wouldn't say quite to the extent of Mike Zanino, but when he makes contact, he's barreling up the balls he makes contact with. In fact, I think there were a couple of instances, and maybe this is part of a larger thing we would have to dive into, but there's times where the Orioles and maybe some other teams aren't even shifting against Brandon Lau because he's had that approach of middle, middle away, and if he has a ball that he can turn on, so be it. So I think it's all really great signs. And, and again, it's, it's so funny because we, it, it seems like we haven't really talked all that much about Brandon Lau, but that just goes to show how cool, calm, and collected he is, how reserved he is. He is not that yeah. – he doesn't quite have the personality and the exuberance of a Wander Franco or the uh, pizzazz and, and the swagger of Randy Rosarina. It's just like you said, Ulysses, previously, he, he hits the ball, he hits the ball hard and far, and he puts his head down. Yeah, you'll yeah. see a smile every once in a, in a while, but he's more of that reserved type. He's, based, he, he's not going to do what Brad Phillips does. Let, let's just put it like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like uh, he's going to be the guy that uh, you, you think first when you think about the race. It's just it's, it's not going to be that guy. But 30 home runs is pretty impressive. And again, it's it it's not like he we 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 talked about the errors on the field with Brandon Lau. They haven't really come from second base. It's been, you know, I think of the nine or so errors that he had, most of them had been when he was put on the outfield. I think three of them uh, at the time, three of eight. So it, 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 that, that tells you that he's not getting those from second base. I, I feel like when you look at it, his output, 
in, in June, July, and August, and you know the track record of 2019 and 2020, this might be the 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 best friendly contract out in baseball yeah. right now. I, I mean, it's ridiculous. What are they paying him this year? Two million? I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I, I don't think it bypasses two two million. Yeah. And, and and next year it doesn't bypass five million for sure. So I mean, you're getting this type of production. You're getting a four war player this year for two million. That's as savvy as it gets for this yeah. front office. And it's really a credit to the Rays for when everybody had the torches and said, "Let's burn it down. Let's do something with Brandon Lau. If we we have to demote him, trade him, so be it. Let's we we can't keep rolling this guy out there, but." They stayed with them, and Brandon Lau figured it out. Whatever he's doing, uh, whatever he's he's figured out with his swing and approach to not chase some pitches up and away, down and away. Like I think it's just a byproduct of man. He's confident. He's shown he can. He's a big leaguer and a very good big leaguer. And it sometimes you just have maybe it is a 40, 50, 60 game slump. But sometimes it the fact that he got out of it I think was huge because sometimes even a guy of his caliber, it, it can snowball a little bit. And you get that, you get that minor league assignment, you get sent to Durham. Who knows if you get another opportunity again? I mean, your, your mentality takes such a hit and, and sometimes it's like, well, wow, we called up this Vidal guy. He's, he's pretty good. Taylor wall is looking pretty good. So, uh, sorry, we just don't really have a, a spot for you right now. You know, it, it, it's that mental fortitude aspect uh, as a baseball player, as, as an athlete and, and as a human being and whatever your job is, if you have mental fortitude and you're having a, a tough time, but you have that in you, uh, you can really go through some hindrances and obstacles. And Brendan Lau certainly has shown that in this season, he, everybody is telling you, you can't hit lefties. Everybody's telling mm-hmm. you, you can't hit uh, at the top of the, uh, uh, top, the top of the lineup, you, that you might be platooned that by the way, you have, three guys coming up from the middle infield, Vidal, Wander, and Taylor Walls that could take your job. I mean, the mental fortitude that Brendan Lau has shown in this season has been incredible to watch. And I just looked it up uh, for 2021. I believe it says the base salary is 2.5 million and the luxury tax salary is 4 mil. So I don't know really what that means. So just for all intents and purposes, under 3 mil. And next year, it'll be 4 mil. That is that. I mean, that's a bargain. That's a bargain for a four-war player. You don't get that so often. And in the preseason, they were talking about Bren Lau being a top 50 MLB player. I think by the end of the season, he might be top 30. Yeah. And I think too, with it's not just solo shots that he's hitting all the time. I mean, he's driving in runners when guys are on base, he's been able to capitalize, which has been a really big thing for him. And I, I think we've talked about this before. He really is. I mean, strikeouts aside, a complete player. When you look at defense, solid enough. Base running and his speed, solid enough. The power is certainly well above solid. And and sometimes the the hit skill and and the ability to uh, get extra base hits with that. By the way, there are 32 games remaining, if I recall. uh, Over under 34 and a half home runs for Brandon Lau in the regular season. Over, I'm over. I'm going over. I think he, he'll finish with 35. Yeah, I'm 30. I'm going 35. And I have one uh, under and over for you. He's got 76 uh, RBI right now, over or under 90.5. Ooh, 90.5. 
So he basically have to get an RBI once every two games. I'm going to say Correct. just under, just Ooh. under like 88, right on 89. The okay. Yeah. I think it'll be, okay. I think it'll be pretty close there. I had one other point I wanted to make on Brandon Lau, but I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. My mind is, my mind is going here. It had to do with the, with the home runs. I don't know where I was going. I guess we'll have to move on because I had a point <laughs> here and I wanted to make it, but nevertheless, uh, Brandon Lau doing very good work for the Rays. Uh, okay, we'll get to my uh, takeaways and observations from the weekend. Uh, but first, we have to talk to you about Direct TV Stream. This podcast is brought to you by Direct TV Stream. Direct TV Stream brings you live TV and on demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required, and the content varies by package. Again, be sure to check it out, DirecTV Stream at directtv.com. You know, Kevin, uh, before you go to your takeaways, I do want to mention that not only can you watch a lot of content on DirecTV Sports, but Locked On Race listeners, by the end of this week, will be able to watch us on the screen on our YouTube channel. It's happening, people. It's happening. Big things are happening for Locked On Race. We're going to be on YouTube, and it's uh, pretty exciting. Uh, <clears throat> I got to get my uh, my makeup artist. Uh, yeah. I got I got to contact that person. I got to call gotta Evan Klosky. He knows all about that. He works That's in the true. TV biz. Yeah. He knows uh, all the what you got to do. You you got to get the teeth cleaned. You got to get yes. the probably got to get a haircut once a week. I mean, yeah. you definitely have to get rid of that beard. No, that's actually a signature <laughs> thing. I think you can keep that. It's a signature thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's 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 a lovable beard. At least that's what I tell myself when I look at myself in the mirror. But yeah, it's coming, people. It's, yeah. You're you're going to be able to see what what facial gesturing we do to each other when we don't agree or when mm-hmm. we do agree. And we're like, yeah, I like this guy a, a lot. So uh, be sure to check that out soon. This this week we will definitely be doing that, and it's a a, a lot of fun. That's very good, and. Uh, I'm going to put this on you because you said YouTube will be on YouTube by the end of the week. I hope so. We still got to figure out how we're going to get the technology going. Heck, there's some times where we can't even figure out the Zoom. So that's, know, boomers. that's a pretty ambitious goal. So, I want it. It's, 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 it's like I'm, I'm Kevin Cash. I, I just want to change the damn pitcher in the fourth inning. All right. I want it. I'm going to have it. It's one time through the order. Let's go. Uh, Rotate this. Once we get it up and running, I, I'm not going to put a prop bet on that if we get it up by the end of the week or next week sometime. But hopefully before the playoffs, we'll have yes. uh, there's a platform called Restream. There's a lot that goes into the graphics and everything. I'm sure once we get the hang of it, we'll, we'll probably figure it out. But sometimes we have enough trouble, uh, at least on my end, to, to start the Zoom recording and to get everything <laughs> on go. So who knows, maybe Evan Klosky can help us out with that. I mean, he works. That's true. He should, he should know his way around things there. So, okay. Um, my takeaway, uh, it's just sort of more of an overarching big picture thing that I want to point out. So the Rays are now, uh, they're at 82 wins already, 82 and 48. Uh, that puts them on pace for, I would have to do the math, but 
above a hundred wins. I mean, at least a hundred wins, I think is what they're on pace for. Yes. Could we have ever imagined that this would be the case before the season in spring training or before spring training, that this would be a possibility that they'd be at 82 wins with 32 games left. No, I think the best case scenario, um, what we were talking about uh, us personally, we were talking about an 88 to 92 win uh, window. And so that's, that's no longer the case. They can win literally six games and be there already at the 88 and 10 more games and that they're, they're at the higher end of the spectrum. So no, I don't think we ever saw this coming. I don't think anybody saw this coming. If anybody says, well, I knew they were going to win a hundred wins, the Rays, mm-hmm. just be sure to like block that person. And then Mark yeah. asks troll because they did not see this coming. Nobody saw this coming. And, and that's what is, that is what's so beautiful about a baseball season. And maybe mm-hmm. I'm getting a little bit romantic here about baseball, but the 162, it's a long, long journey. That is true. So many things happen. And, and a guy, like we just talked about it in, in, on the first segment, Brendan Lau. I mean, if, if a short season were to happen, a 60, 80 game, you would be like, oh, Brennan Lau trade that guy. Mm-hmm. But after 162, you're like, oh, my God, this is the biggest bargain in all of MLB. Uh, th- that's why it's so cool to have a long season. But no, nobody saw this coming. Yeah. And, and, and I think at, at best you saw, OK, they can do a 95, 96 win season, kind of like what they did in 2019 when right. they lost against the the, the, the trash throws in, in, in ALDS game five. But that that's the biggest thing you you yeah. can't say this is going to be the best single season franchise record ever no i don't think anybody saw this coming yeah and you know what it's not like we shouldn't really be all that critical on ourselves or those throughout baseball when we consider the circumstances and everything that happened in the off season you got rid of charlie morton and Blake Snell, Nick Anderson didn't he have his injury in spring training so that yep. those were a couple big blows right there the Rays bring back Mike Zanino and it's like, okay, so we've now got a black hole in the, the number nine spot or the number eight spot, wherever it may be. Yep. Is Austin Meadows ever going to return to form? Mm-hmm. Randy mm-hmm. Rosarina, yeah, he was great in the postseason and down the stretch, but can he really keep that up to that extent? He can't be that player, and he hasn't been that player, but he's been very, very good. He's you know, maybe yeah. the leading rookie of the year candidate for the American League. And this was also knowing that the Rays were going to start the season without Jalen Beeks, without Colin Poche, without Yanni Torinos. Like that, we lost basically a, a, a starting rotation from yeah. the offseason right off the bat. And then, you know, they they throw money around a little bit, a, a small signing here, small signing there. And and then you look at what some of the other teams did in the division, you know, the Yankees going out and adding Corey Kluber and Jamison Tyon, and then the Blue Jays. It was like, could this be the Blue Jays' year? They signed yeah. Marcus Simeon, George Springer. They made a couple moves to their bullpen, if not the rotation. Like they might be in the driver's seat uh, by the time this is all said and done. In fact, if you go back and look at it, the I do want to take a look at this. Fangraphs 2021 American League postseason odds. Do you remember, oh Ulysses, where the Rays were at? And a guess of where that percentage was preseason. Uh, odds I think, for the postseason. I don't know if I if that I, I think makes they, sense for you. No, you're good. I think they had him at third in the standings. Maybe am I right or wrong on that? Fourth, fourth in the standings. Oh my and god! What do you want to give the percentage at? And this is of fourth. course with the normal 
normal playoffs, not the 16 teamer. 25%. You're, you're not too far off. 18.6%. The Yankees were 91.6%. The Blue Jays were 53.6%. The Red Sox, I mean, that was the shocking one that the Red Sox yeah. would be ahead of the Reds. They were at 47%. Rays, of course, again, at 18.6%. The Orioles, that stayed true. 0.0% <laughs> chance to make the playoffs. But you know what it now is? you look at it, it's, it's all flipped. I mean, the Rays have... I mean, a 99.6, 99.9% chance to make the playoffs. I mean, they're all but a lock to, to make it now. No, and, 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 and that's the thing that always gets you, right? It's, it's how the national media never can really gauge how the Rays are going to, to do. I don't know if they don't know how to gauge. This is maybe giving them a little bit too much credit. Or, or they... They don't, they don't really care about the small market, so they don't really, you know, they, they go to, oh, yeah, the Yankees are going to make the, the playoffs. But going back to what you were saying about what makes the race tick and how all the additions and the subtractions didn't really make sense for, for what is happening right now to be happening, Colin McHugh and Andrew Kittredge. Yes. If anybody that's a race fan that has ever bought any race merchandise tells me, Oh, in February, March. Oh, I, I knew Andrew Kittredge and Colin McHugh were going to be key pieces in that bullpen and that pitching staff. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. I believe it from the front office. And even then, and even then, I think when the front office does something remarkable, like picking up Andrew Kittredge and, and, and picking up a Colin McHugh, I feel like the front office sees the ceiling, sees the mm-hmm. opportunity, sees the best case scenario. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the front office actually knows that that's happening. And they, 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 yeah. they don't have a magic eight ball. You know, they're human beings. They have a lot of statistical analysis that goes through. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they have a shredder 2.0 that MLB right. Network hasn't really bought the software update yet. Uh, but that's what it is. They see the best case scenario. And it happened with Andrew Kittredge and it happened with Colin McHugh even better maybe than what they thought it was. So that's what the Rays have done in 2021. Everybody seems to have just exceeded their own expectations and the front office's expectations. And that's what they're sitting pretty with 32 games. Kevin, if they go 500 right now, Mm -hmm. if they go 500 now, that would be a 98 win season. They would go 500. And I, I don't want to jinx anything, but you've got games against Minnesota, games against Detroit, uh, games against the Marlins. By the time that you hit Toronto in the middle of September, in late September, is Toronto even in the picture? Yeah. I, again, like, I don't want to say anything. but so, so if they just play 500 ball, that's why I'm, I keep saying 500 ball. Just play 500. Right now, you guarantee yourself a 98 win season which I believe would take the division. Yeah. And to your point about who could have expected Colin McHugh and Andrew Kittredge to do what they're doing, you could also say, say the same thing about the rookies. I honestly didn't expect Wander Franco to get called up as soon as he did. Same thing for Shane yeah. McClanahan and for them to be as effective as they've been so far this season. I mean, who knows? Maybe coming into the season, we thought that Willie Adamas was going to be on the roster the entire year and then maybe next mm-hmm. year, you ship them off and then bring up Wander and the whole crew and go from there. Uh, one other point on this, and just to show you how the Rays definitely do things differently. And, you know, you can't just look at their roster and say, okay, this, this is a playoff roster. This isn't a playoff roster, whatever it may be. So I looked, I took a look back at the Rays 28 man world series roster from last year. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Little game for you, Lissies. Little trivia here. Ooh, I like this. Uh, I like this. How many of those twenty-eight man? Uh, how many of those twenty-eight players from last year's World Series roster are on the active roster as we record at eleven thirty on August thirtieth? So, to further explain my point, I will say some of these guys are off the team entirely. Some of them are injured. So basically, they they might still be on the team. A couple of these guys, but we haven't really seen action from them, or they're on the injured list. So okay, that is my um, question for you. How many of the Rays 28-man World Series roster are on the active roster as of this recording? I'm going to go with 16. 14. Half of the players are gone and or injured, and we haven't seen much of them. And I will go yep. through the names briefly, and it just goes to show you, man, a lot of, lot of shuffling in the Rays doing what they can to try to make it work. Nick Anderson, Diego Castillo, John Curtis, Tyler Glass now, Aaron Loop, Charlie Morton, Ryan Sheriff, Blake Snell, Ryan Thompson, Michael Perez, remember him? Uh, Mike Brasso, G-Man Choi, uh, Hunter Renfro, and your boy, now doing wonders for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Yoshi Sutsuko. <laughs> What a walk-off for Yoshi. I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah. I'm happy for his teammate, El Clutch, Michael Perez, celebrating with him. Um, yeah, how about that? The Pittsburgh Pirates get one. You know what? I think it's because they had a huge shipment of built bars, and that is why they're starting to come together a little bit. At least Yoshi, I would say. I mean, if I were Yoshi, I would have a very tough time, you know, uh, deliberating on what kind of 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 built bar should i get because i could get a raspberry a mint brownie a double chocolate maybe i feel a little bit fancy and i go orange how about that orange mm-hmm. and chocolate um you know what my favorite flavor is is peanut butter brownie of course yes. I, I, you know that i love that one uh, but if you haven't tried all these flavors you can always get a mixed box you can get two of each of the nine flavors you got to go to built.com to do so but before you actually hit purchase how about you put a promo code there that can help you save 15% on your order. And that promo code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. So remember, go to built.com and use that promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at built.com. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL 100 bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. And you can do that by using the promo code locked on that's L O C K E D O N again, L O C K E D O N. Do that at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Okay, Ulysses, pretty important series here between the Boston Red Sox at Tropicana Field. Uh, Four-game variety at that. And there will be some national television coverage for this series. I think Monday's game, tonight's game, is going to be broadcast on ESPN. And I want to say Thursday's game, uh, the finale will be televised on MLB Network. So we'll see uh, what uh, shots they take at the Rays and how they're a spunky bunch. And uh, they just, the little engine that could, all, all that they like to say about the Rays. Oh, well, that this, this race team is just so darn pesky. It's they're just so pesky, pesky, pesky. Uh, mm-hmm. they've, they've got, you know, no household names at all. Like uh, 2019 all-star Brendan Lau and 2019 all-star Austin Meadows and ALCS MVP, Randy uh, Rosarena and number one prospect, a uh, Wander Franco uh, and Shane McClinton. Like it's yeah. ridiculous. It's the things good that they have to say. Yeah. Pretty good names. Uh, yeah. I'm excited about this. I'm going mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Like you, like you, like, you know, Ben Rosa, uh, a listener from, from Cali's making his, the trek. So Gonna meet him there. Maybe a couple of other locked on yeah. race listeners will be going to the game on Wednesday. Don't be shy. Please DM us at Locked On Race on Twitter or or Instagram, and we can definitely meet up. That's I'm gonna excited. be a great game to go to. Chris Sale yeah. versus Drew Rasmussen. Pretty good. If that if there's one game to go to, not just to see Ulysses' pretty face and Ben Rose's pretty face, <laughs> but that that should be a fun matchup. I would think. Like if there's an opportunity. Okay, you, do you really want to see Brian Yarbrough? Let's be honest. Uh, probably, if, if there's a wow. game to pick out, if there's a game to pick out, it's Chris Sale versus Rasmussen. I would think, anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you 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 got to go to see the the stuff from Sale and and Drew Rasmussen. We've talked about how how Drew could become a a starter. Um, of the future he's done four four innings and then five innings if i'm not mistaken so it would be really nice to see him cross that five inning um limit once again that threshold because then now you've got a guy that you can just plug in and play like that that's that's fantastic with that type of stuff 98 mile an hour fastball yeah give me some of that i'm excited i don't think this is the biggest series at all for the race though i think it's the onus is on the red Sox. they got to make some moves it's a four-game series. I feel like if they don't take three out of four, the Red Sox, they're going nowhere. Yeah. You, you got to start making a move if you're the Red Sox. Obviously, if you're the Rays, if you split this series, it's okay. Right. It's okay. Because, again, like I said in the last segment, if you play 500 ball, you're going to get to 98 wins. So all you need to do is keep them at bay. If you take two uh, of these four games, you, you should be okay. Nick Pavetta is going today. He handled the Rays uh, pretty, pretty well the first two times um, that he that he saw the, 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 the Rays lineup. Uh, he didn't allow a run for the first 12 innings that he saw the Rays. Mm. Then he kind of imploded the last time that he faced them, uh, allowing three runs in less than five innings. So hopefully that's kind of the, the Pavetta that the Rays see today. Four innings, allowing three runs, that would be okay. But this is a guy that has had success uh, against this lineup. But maybe it wasn't the same lineup in the, in, in April yeah. and May. And Pavetta struggled in his last couple outings against the Yankees and Twins, respectively. Meanwhile, Luis Patino, who's going up against Nick Pavetta, is coming off. I think his last start was against the Chicago White Sox on August 21st. And that was, I mean, that was a quality start, right? Six yeah. innings pitch, two earned runs. I mean, he, he did his job as far as that's concerned. I think, 
you, you really started to see the fastball velocity tick up from Patino and a lot of the White Sox hitters had trouble getting on top of it or really making anything go with it. It was the breaking balls where he allowed some hard contact and some base hits too. And sometimes it, it was happenstance or good fortune that the raised defenders were in a good spot, but I really am curious about his picks, uh, pitch mix and how he's going to uh, deploy that because his four seam is certainly the priority that he's, he's, I mean, in his outing against the White Sox, he was throwing that 75% of the time and then sprinkle in some sliders in the curveball. So I don't know how he's hopefully, hopefully that'll, that'll be enough to, to get him through maybe five, five and a third innings, whatever it may be. Kind of like what we have seen from Waka, that pitch usage being changed and, and, and you've seen the results change. I think that we can, we can actually kind of draw a line there with Patino as well with how he uses his, his secondary pitches. Another thing that we need to talk about is on August 10th, he saw this Red Sox lineup too. So again, that's advantage hitters. Once they have seen the ball come out of the slot from Patino, they're going to be ready. They're going obviously to be a little bit more knowledgeable than they were that outing at Fenway. He went six innings, allowing four earned runs, three walks, seven strikeouts. So it was kind of a mixed bag outing for, for Luis, but uh, you know, I think at the trop, he'll be a little bit more at ease. You know, there's not so unfriendly jeering and booing that can happen um, at Fenway rather than at the trop. So hopefully that that's on his momentum. And if not, you know, I, I hear that thumbs down is always an option for players, at least in, there we in big go. cities. That, that's, that's something that's <laughs> going around for sure. By the way, I guess working in the Rays' favor is Kike Hernandez and Christian Arroyo will be out due to COVID-19, at least I would think, for tonight's game. And then terrible, terrible circumstance with Hunter Renfro and his father passing away, but he's not going to be coming back anytime soon either. So that's a couple guys out of the lineup. And again, like you mentioned, Ulysses, the Red Sox, they are certainly playing for something. They are eight games back of the Rays. They are uh, two games back of the Yankees and and both those teams, the Yankees and the Red Sox are also highly projected to make the playoffs. So the Red Sox certainly need this series. And uh, you look at some of the metrics here, just a kind of quick rundown before I have a final question for you, a little little fun attendance question before we Ooh. end the show. Uh, the Red Sox, they are third in all of baseball and team OPS. They are 15th in all of baseball and team ERA. Uh, the Rays are 11th in uh, OPS in baseball, sixth in team ERA. The Rays also rank, uh, just want to give some updates here. They rank seventh in homers, seventh in stolen bases, fifth in triples, fifth in doubles, strikeouts. Where do you think the Rays uh, now with 32 games left rank in all of baseball in strikeouts as a team. Well, as seen as they have been leading the way, I'm going to say that with the addition of a couple of guys more in the lineup that make a little bit more contact, mm-hmm. uh, E. Nelson Cruz and Wander Franco, I'm going to go and say second. You are correct. You are correct. I'll give Let's you one go. guess as to who the team that is ahead of them is. Oh God. Uh, is it American league or national league? Do you know? National league. I'll give you that. Okay. National league, national league. Oh my God. <laughs> and a very popular franchise. I mean, not maybe not because they've, they, they're a, they, they, I think their fans travel well and they support the team very well. Oh, um, Hmm. That. Okay. I was going to say the Padres cause the Padres have stunk it up lately. Um, 
There you go. That's, you know, that's that your guess? worth a trade. No, no, no. Is that your I'm going to go. No, you said travel well. So it has to be a big, big team. I'm going to go with the New York Mets. Not too far off. It is the Chicago Cubs. Think in <sighs> big cities. I like yes. that. And I think a lot of it has to do with they are a really bad team, but Javier Baez banked a lot of strikeouts for them uh, throughout the first half of the season. Ian Happ, Wilson Contreras, Patrick Wisdom. And now you've got, I mean, basically they're just calling up guys from double A and triple A that, you know, don't know their ass from third base. So they're, they're striking out a ton, but just wanted to to throw that out there. Okay. Final thing here, Ulysses. Okay. Uh, Attendance check or prediction for game series. Yes. I got uh, one of our dogs riled up here. Four game series against gotcha. the Red Sox at the Trop, over under combined attendance seventy thousand. Seventy thousand butts come to the Trop <laughs> over the course of the next four days. Are you serious? No. Oh, that's too high. This is a that's big. This is a September not, baseball, buddy. Not for the Rays. Not for the A's weekday. I don't care. I don't care. And, and the Red Sox have kind of like just slid down the abyss of playoff chances that I think the, 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 if this were, if this were a Yankee season, a, a Yankee series, yes, a hundred percent, 70,000. Okay. I think that would happen with the Red Sox being so freaking bad right now. I think people have kind of shifted their focus from, from Boston to New York. So I'm going to say under 70 and I'm going to say that the highest attendance will be that Thursday, uh, that Wednesday game. Okay. Chris Sale against Drew Rasmussen. So um, I'm going to be, you know, helping out there that Wednesday attendance. There we go. I'm going to go with an average of 12. Uh, it's four games. That's 48K. But, you know, maybe one day is a little bit fancier than the other. So I'm going to go with uh, 52,000. 52. Okay. I, I am confident people are going to come out. The Bucks season hasn't started yet, so you still have a window. College football isn't yet in full swing. Okay. So here's a key window for people to come to the game. I I'm going to say that. over 70,000. I'm going with Really? It. Yes. You're going over 70. My goodness. Yes. That's exciting. It might be 70,001, okay. but I'm going that they will average 17,500 over the course of the four games. It, it could be 69,000, you know. That, that, that's that's true. true. That, that would be uh, that would be nice, but you know, yes. I, 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 I'm confident people are going to come up. They're going to show out. They're going to show oh, out. God. You were wrong on so. your last one. On your last, I was prediction. It with was the White Sox. It, it, with the White Sox, it was it was three. It was a three game series. We said over and under fifty k. That's what I'm saying. Like seventy thousand mm. seems like a lot, but you're you seem very confident. You seem very confident right now. This is this is. Is there a giveaway? Is, is there a bobblehead giveaway? Actually, not a bobblehead, but there is a promotional giveaway, a very nice tote bag on Wednesday's game. So if you don't even like Drew Rasmussen and Chris Sell, you're like, you know what? I do not like 98 mile an hour fastballs from the right side or the left side, but I do like to, you know, um, not have so many plastic bags in my house. There Let me get a tote bag. And then there you go. You go to the game. Well, that's an easy 10,000 right there. So hey, people love showing up for free crap yes so there we go i'm i'm actually very i think this is going to be really fun because i will be watching the attendance stuff just like mark hopkin and really hoping for that for that ticker to go up i hope so i hope you're right on this one i really hope that you're right on this prop bet very good uh okay uh that wraps up this edition of the locked on rays podcast now tell your smart device to play the most recent episodes of the locked on bets 
and Locked On MLB podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.